You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 833-858-0066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact, on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Okay, everybody, welcome to a a special edition of the Five Star Zone. Evan Jenkins, Rico Beard here. A Michigan-Michigan State uh, Part 2. Michigan last night, well, they did exactly what they wanted to do. They won 69-50 over the Spartans. Got to hang a banner, celebrated. I thought it was funny when I found out that the uh, Juwan's motivating factor to beat MSU was a Draymond Green cut-up video. What Draymond was saying, how much he hates Michigan, and he hates. You talking about that promo video that Michigan State put out yesterday? Yeah, the one that I was showing. But whether I was showing you or Stony, I don't remember. But that video got him. Yes. So he didn't watch it the first time that aired on Fox. That that was apparently not. Apparently, he showed it to his team to get them fired up for the game. Wow. So, well, I mean, whatever works, I right? Mean, I don't think he needed it. I just think he had better players. But yeah, you know what? Whatever. Also, I works. don't know what Draymond has to do with it, but anyway. I guess he he got to shut Draymond up. And, guys, you can never shut Draymond up. No. You telling him to be quiet is only going to make him talk you, you, more. You could beat Draymond 99 times, and he will talk smack on the 100th time. Oh, yes. So he doesn't stop. But Michigan went out there. Uh, it, a weird game. At one point, they were up by 28 points. Um, State, other than Aaron Henry, who really – to me, put the, tried to put his team on his back, and the team said, nah, you just go out there by yourself. We're not even going to hop on your back. That's how bad it was for MSU. They, he had nothing. He had no help. And when the flagrant foul happened, that was pretty much the end of the game. And also, I don't want to hear people complain about that call. Complain about the rule. 
It's right. called by the rule. It's, if you hit somebody with your elbow, you're going to get called on a flagrant. Here's but it's the thing. tough. It, it looked like, it, to me, it was a basketball play. I would have said it was a basketball play either right. Absolutely. And here's the thing. When you slow it down, everything looks bad. Well, it's just like if you slow down somebody walking, they look like a badass. Well, in today's, and they're really not. In today's game, that's how it's called, and it sucks. Right. But that's the rule, and they call it by the rule. And it's so hard because Aaron Henry has no control over that because his left arm is being grabbed. Right. So when you break free, your arms naturally flail. Right. And, I mean, was that the turning point? I, I don't that, that necessarily know. but Stated cut it to five. Aaron had just got fouled. So it could have been three. Could have been three. But instead it was still five and Michigan got the ball. So they, each, they, they split a pair, each mm-hmm. hit a free throw. So it stayed at five. But then Michigan got the ball and finished on like a 6-0 run for the half and then came out in the second half and just boat raced them. Did you have the same feeling I did? I felt like the players that were out there for Michigan that really despised Michigan State was Franz Wagner and Shondi Brown, which was weird because yeah. Shondi is a transfer. So when him and Gabe got into it underneath Michigan State's basket and then right. you know Gabe kind of pushed off and then Shondi came back and just pushed him, like I'm not going to get punked if we're up 25. Right. And then what sold me on Jawan that this team is bought, and I know I should have been sold before this, was Jawan complaining about it because it should have been called both ways. But then him giving a high five to Shondi after for sticking up for himself. Yeah. And I'm like, he's on their player's back. Right. I mean, yeah. Basically, he said, guys, we're not going to get out tough. We're not yep. going to get punked. They're going to come in here and try to be physical with us, especially after the ass kicking they got with Illinois. You got to – Get some pride, and, and they showed that pride. But, yeah, it was like, Chandy Brown, huh? I didn't see that one coming. I know. He was into I, it. I thought, you know, you told me Eli Brooks. you know, Sure. God. I'm talking about just, like, the hatred in their face. Like, when Wagner did something well, you could tell, like, that meant everything to him. Well, I'm quite sure his brother probably told him about that. Oh, I'm sure. And then, yeah, the other ones, is, I was kind of like, I expected, like, Eli Brooks or Brandon Johns coming from East Lansing. Yeah, it was just – it was a weird dynamic, but I guess if you're up that much, does not matter? Like, they were still taking it personal up 20-some-odd points, those two right. players. Well, it was, I mean, because it was easy. I mean, it was like State would come down, horrible throw up a shot. horrible shot, Michigan come down, boom. I mean, Michigan's – I mean, here's the difference of the game. Michigan was 7 for 16 for the three. Michigan State 0 for 9. That seems about right. And – <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. free throw disparity. Ten for fourteen, both teams. Yeah, how did you think about the game was officiated? I was talking with some friends; they thought it was kind of weak on both sides. But I'm like, that's just how Big Ten is officiated now. Um, like they're gonna I, call I, every moving screen. Whether yeah, whether they didn't call every if they called every moving screen, and and then uh, Dick, Dickinson, Dickinson would have been gone. Right. He is the man. He's like, the, like, okay, guys, you don't see that hip. But I like the fact that they just said, you know what? Screw it. Aside from that Aaron Henry call, it was nothing like, oh, my God. No. This was the, they, I, I appreciate the fact that the refs just said, guys, you settle this, okay? I'm not stepping in between brothers. You guys want to beat the hell out of each other? Fine. No blood. As soon as you draw blood, I'm going to call a foul. Unless it was like Austin Davis. He kept getting called for offensive fouls. Right. I was like, why? What is he doing down there? Like, calm it down. But other than that, it's just, I'm just going to just let you guys go. God, on a side, it was Dick Vitale. I, I I can't do him. They need to retire him. He's bad. Well, he's not. He's bad. And then at the end of the game, dude, you're singing the victors? 
Oh, yeah. Are, are you serious? Like, what broadcaster does that? No one. Let me help you out. No. Like, dude. I could see Gus maybe doing it at the end of a game. <laughs> okay, when you do that, then don't complain when fan bases say you're a homer for a certain team. Absolutely. I agree. If you're singing the team's fight song, own it and just say, those are my guys. I don't even think he sings the Duke fight song after Duke wins. He's singing the victors, but he is the he's the old relative that you're forced to sit next to that you've heard their stories for the last 30 years, well, and they haven't changed, and you pray to God you just don't have to sit next to this person. And I kind of feel like Dick Vitale has become a character Dick Vitale. Yes. He's not the same guy that's, that was doing color in the early oh 2000s, 90s, whatever it might have been. But I, <laughs> Matt Ishbia, man, he keeps getting his name out there, and boy, is he doing wonderful things. You yeah. know, he gave a million dollars to the Dickie, to Dick Vitale's foundation for, you know, children with cancer, and that's a, a phenomenal thing to do. And, you know, he puts his money where his mouth is. And I just wonder, after seeing that bloodbath last night, how does that translate to Sunday now? It's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I don't know what the Michigan motivation is going to be because you got everything locked up. Can you – is the hatred that deep or do you have to manufacture the hatred because you just beat them down? I, I don't know if they just want to go back out there and just beat them down again or if it's just, hey, let's just – kind of play half our starters, I mean, play the starters half a game. I don't know what Jawan is going to do. I really don't. Izzo seemed pissed, and he kind of he kind of just waved the white flag and said, you know what, screw it. As I said before, we fell behind. We're down by 20-some points. Get them out. Get them some rest. Yeah. Let, let these other kids Now, play. Rocket on the other uh, – Rocket. Mark. Mark, yeah, he's Mark now. Mark, um, Mark didn't go for a ball that like went between uh, Hunter Dickinson's legs, and it was just on the court. I don't know if you noticed that or not. That was the last time he played. Izzo pulled him, didn't play. Larry Lace asked him a question about that in the press conference, and he was like, "You know what, Larry? I'm not answering that. You've been around for 30 years. You know me. You know exactly how I feel, and I'm just gonna leave it at that." He was pissed. Yeah, if you don't give effort in that game. You're you're not gonna play. Going I mean, the forward. ball was just right there on the court, and he's just kind of like, eh, you know, you you can have it. Well, one thing I think that they can take the only thing that I think that Michigan State can take from that game is I thought Maddie looked good at the end of the game. What I mean by that, confident. Yeah, the eight points that he scored, and granted, at this point, it's garbage time. I nobody get it. else was. Maddie was the only one really playing hard. Yeah, everybody else was just out there to eat the clock. And Maddie was like, "Well, you know what? These points count, right? Okay." He made his free throws too, which is big. He he he, he made the best of a horrible situation yes. for Michigan State. So I give him credit for that. Maybe he plays some. Evan, I still think that I think this is the game that State could win. As bad as they played, I'll say it again: if anybody stepped up and helped uh, Aaron Henry, it would have been a closer game. No one did. I, I, you know what the second leading scorer of the game was? It was Maddie Sissoko. Huh. You got big problems. That was the second leading scorer of the game. Aaron Henry gave everything he had. I mean, the two dunks that he had driving to the basket was just like, okay. Right in the beginning of that game, that dunk he had, I yelled, and my wife's like, what? What's going on? I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. That wasn't an average play. Go back and watch this play. Yeah, he 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 set a tone, and 
he tried to put his team on his back, and the problem was the team didn't even want to get on his back. No, and it seemed like Joshua Lankford went back to the player he was at the beginning of the year, forcing stuff. And then I thought maybe Rocky could do something because he finally drives to the basket and gets an AM one. Yep. I've never seen anybody afraid to get contact in my life. I I don't understand that. I don't know what happened, but he 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 relies way too much on his floater. It's like when Adrian Payne just started start shooting threes, like. You do realize you're seven feet tall, right? Yeah, and I thought Rocket was going to have a good game off the rip because he was right up in Mike Smith. Right. And I thought, I was like, okay, he has a different intensity to him, and then that went away. But I feel like he's the kind of kid, if things are going good, so is he. If things are going bad, they're going really bad for him. So, yeah, Sunday is going to be interesting to see what happens. Michigan has everything. They got the Big Ten outright. They... Big Ten tournament number one. They've probably they've locked up a number one seed in the tournament. I don't know what their motivating force is going to be. I don't know if you, you know, do you try to pull back some and rest your players or you just go full throttle? Well, I know that Julius Marble kind of gave them some bulletin board material yesterday saying, I'm pissed because I know it's a team that we can beat. So, well. so if I'm Juwan, I put that up on a whiteboard and I say, yeah. they think they can beat you still. Yeah, you're right. Right. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just like – But – they Put it this way. Michigan should win again. Do you think that spread will be as big as it was, 12? I think, I think this spread will be 12. But I, I think that this may be one of those, I don't know, Izzo gut check type. I guess what I'm saying, when this team has been on the mat is when they normally hit the hardest. Right. Every time you write them off, they find a way. Didn't I mean, three weeks ago, they were done. You know, last week, okay – you, you you beat Illinois. You you, you know you, you beat uh, was Illinois and Ohio State. Yep. And then they lose to Maryland. It's like oh, you lost to Maryland. No, we got a, we got we, Indiana. Well, slugfest. Well, they made it their style of game. They just didn't have a second. If they can, if they play Sunday in that style, they have a puncher's chance to beat Michigan. But we got to wait and see. Now here's the thing: Michigan's locked up everything as far as Michigan State goes. They're still in the tournament as of right now. You believe so? Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at all the different things this morning. I think the, the Joe Lenardi, they didn't move a spot. They're still in the first four in in the exact same spot they were yesterday because I had to double check. I'm like, okay, am I looking at yesterday's or did it? He's right. Like, no, it didn't change. <clears throat> Here's what people have to realize. Playing Michigan doesn't hurt Michigan State. No. It only helps it, them. It, it can only hurt Michigan. If Michigan State beats Michigan, oh, that hurts Michigan because they're number two in the country. Losing to the number two team in the country in a span of 72 hours, it's supposed to happen. So it's one of those, if if they would have lost to Northwestern two times, that hurts them. You lost to Michigan twice. It still puts the onus on their game on Thursday. That's that's their play-in game to the tournament. You lose that game. And now it's going to be a lot of people kissing goodbye. It's going to be a lot of tight buttholes on Sunday on Selection Sunday trying to see who are we in, are we in, are we in. Now you're looking and hoping that the favorites all win their tournaments so that there's some extra spots. Right. Yeah, you don't need like a – You don't want Duke to run the table and win a spot in the tournament because Duke could be knocking you out. Gonzaga not to win their conference Correct. So that's the – that. That becomes that game. You lose to Michigan, it all comes down to that. And if calculations are correct, 
it depends on what Indiana does. If Indiana beats Purdue on Sunday, then Michigan State moves to the 10th seed and they play Maryland. If Indiana, if Purdue beats Indiana, Michigan State's in a nine game and they play Rutgers. Which so, would then play? Michigan. Yep. So if you win the first game, which then you would get a third matchup against Michigan, so three times in eight days is what would happen. <laughs> Nuts, huh? So, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a state, I mean, now the odds are on your favor because they always say it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. <sighs> Watching that, I, I last night, and I know it's not going to be indicative to what happens on Sunday, but I see that Michigan team just rolling them again, and it's just – it's it's a, I like what I saw out of Mike Smith last night. I like what I saw he's out, a leader, of, uh, huh? out of Franz. Yeah. I did not like what I saw out of Hunter Dickinson. I I do believe that he may be hitting that freshman wall because he has been a beast all year. I think he's been, what, eight or nine times the freshman of the week, Big Ten player of the week. He has been going balls to the wall. I think he hit that wall. I think he hit that wall against um, Illinois. Because last night, I mean, you know, Marble and Bingham shouldn't be frustrating a guy of that caliber. No, and he did something that I haven't seen much out of him this year is he brought the ball low, which yeah. you're taught as a big man, you always keep it high. Right. The moment you go low, you're making it available yeah. for everyone, and he got stripped four or five times yeah. down low. I mean, trying to start his moves from the top of the key, like that's not your game. I, I wonder if he's hit the freshman wall. And the freshman wall is real, just like in the pros, the rookie wall. Normally around game 60, most rookies just don't have it because they're not used to playing that much. And he is, and the reason why I say that, because he's carried Michigan this season. Well, and they're also not used to the intensity like that every single game. Because let's be honest, okay, Hunter Dickinson played at a very good high school, but Hunter Dickinson's going to dominate Every yeah. one of those kids. Yeah, DeMatha, yeah. But so that that's the thing. I, I'm watching Franz. Franz looks like he's starting to heat up. You know, he had a bad game against Illinois, but you know what? That happens. Everybody has a bad game. He channeled his brother in that game. Mike Smith hitting some good him and those two were just hitting deep threes. Um Livers yeah. really didn't do much, which I was surprised by, but I still think he might have been hampered by something I, that happened yeah, in Illinois. Yeah, I th- I still think he's not completely healthy. I don't know what he tweaked, but he just he uh, yeah he looked okay. But what a good problem to have, right? You know what I mean? Because right, but I mean, any given night he can hit five threes. But that's what you. That's what good teams do. Exactly. You know what? When two guys aren't hitting on all cylinders, two guys, the other two guys can pick them up. What did I say? State's problem was yeah one. You had one guy. I mean, it literally should could have just been Aaron Henry one on five. I, he would have gave it all he had, but he his his teammates let him down. That was the big disappointment. So what does Izzo do today and tomorrow? And what I mean by that, can you can you really bust their ass in practice? You know what? You probably pick one day, and it may be today. Today we're going to practice. Tomorrow you got off. It's a walkthrough, so on and so but, forth. But yeah, we 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 look at this. I. I don't know, either that or just get the guys in the gym and I need you guys just to pull up jumpers because your their shot is broken. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Hauser started off well taking it to the lane and then... He's just a turnover machine. Isn't he, though? I mean, it's so bad that it's he's just looking... It's like a little kid looking down, dribbling the ball, and oh, somebody yeah. just comes up Whoop. and is like, 
this almost is too easy. Like, is this, can I just, wow, I just took it from him. Okay, that was not even a reach-in foul. And just, Since that game at Wisconsin on Christmas Day where he had 27, yeah. that's just not the same kid anymore. Yeah, he, um, yeah, they, they. He's got all the talent If in the you're world. Izzo, yeah, the biggest thing you could do is get your guys some shots because Aaron Henry, you get to sleep on a bed of roses. Like, you, you, you're you okay. I, you rest. Everybody else, practice. I also don't think if you're Izzo to adjust to this game, you got to come under every screen. You can't go over it and give that open three. That's where they killed him. Yeah. you got to move with it. And worst-case scenario or best-case scenario, depending on which team you're a fan of, you'll most likely get that moving pick called on you if you stay up on your man. Yeah. Because it's not only moving while you're setting that screen, it's moving too early on that screen. Yeah. So Izzo was angry. Uh, He was embarrassed. You could just tell in the press conference. I don't know what that means for Sunday. It's their senior day. I really didn't even know who the seniors are because technically Langford had his senior day last year. So, well, he'll have number two, so he'll have a couple of nice jerseys to hang up in his right. house. So um, Henry. Be, Henry's a junior. Well, I guess it, it's going to be telling if he's out there, huh? Right. So does Henry <laughs> go and kiss the floor? You know, I, I think it's just what uh, – I'm trying to think. It was Hoiberg? Is that the other Yeah. So do they kiss the floor if they're getting their butts kicked? You still do. Okay. I mean, that's, I've, I've, that's what I'm curious They've about. only lost senior day twice. Yeah. And they still went through the ceremony. Oh, they did this. Okay, so I was I was thinking during the game, you know how they'll do their. Oh no no call. no yeah they're right even even if it's a blowout loss, you still go ahead and do it. So, okay. Yeah, Draymond Green. Yeah, Draymond went out a loser at Michigan State. They lost, I think, Ohio State that game. Yeah. And he went, he you know kissed the floor, and then that's when he made the promise that you know what we're we're, we're this we're going to represent, we're going to do all of that stuff. So right. Yeah, but. Um, It'll be fun. But, yeah, Spartan fans, as of now, in pretty much every bracket. Now, some brackets have them solidly in. There's one bracket. There's one guy. They're in. I guess he's the most accurate bracketologist out there. Like, we all know Joe Lenardi because he's a name brand. And he's on ESPN. But I guess this guy is just total geek, and he's got the most accurate one. And he has Michigan State locked in. They're they're like the forty first team in there, so they're they're like they're like borderline a ten seed. So we'll have to wait to see. Uh, but uh, Sunday should be interesting, and then uh, we find out what happens if Indiana wins. Then Michigan State will likely play in the ten seven game, and if Purdue wins, Michigan State's in the eight nine game in the Big Ten tournament. They in the eight nine game. Then if they win, they would get Michigan for a third time. So that's what you need to remember. And if not, I think they would get Illinois in the second game if they if that were to happen. So it's a buzzsaw, no matter who you run into there. That's the beauty of the Big Ten by playing and winning these games. They played their way into the tournament, so you can't avoid anybody. No. You, you want to play people, so we'll have to see what happens. All right, so that's our. Uh, our, our 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 updated podcast, Evan. You got a, a question for me? I got to ask. Blank stare. Oh, okay. Are they in the tournament? Will they make it? I th- I think they're going to be in the tournament simply because it's money. And as you see, the Big Ten is allowing eight thousand people to be at the Big Ten tournament. They need money. And who travels well? The, the NC the NCA tournament committee 
it's selection Sunday. It's not that sixty four Sunday, right? It's, right. It ain't the, it's, it's it's selection, which means we can select who we want to get in and manipulate the criteria, whatever. It's possible that all your blue bloods would be eligible for the NIT if you can grab one and hold on. Everybody want everybody loves the upset. You yep. love the upset the first weekend, but when it comes to the final thing, you want name brands that you want. MSU's a name brand. Tom Izzo's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Unless it's a total collapse, I don't think that they – even if they said the compromise is you're the final team in, I think that they would put them in simply for name recognition whatsoever. And we've seen this in many sports before where a team that probably shouldn't get it and really didn't earn it got in. Why? Cheddar cheese, man, that money. Yep, every year we talk about the snubs. Right. If Michigan State played in the Horizon League, they're not going. No. I mean, it's what drives Greg Campy crazy because he's like, well, you guys aren't giving me a fair shot. If I was Michigan State, you would. And we're going to, yeah, I think if Michigan State is anywhere close, and even if, you know, they lose that first game in the Big Ten tournament in a double overtime game, I still think that they will be one of the final four teams in. Right so, on. yeah, that's how I see it. All right, so hope you appreciated that. Evan and I will be back for the regular podcast next week. Thanks for listening. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 833-858-8006 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact, on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.